Hello and welcome to So You Think You Can Rule Persia, the podcast where we rate and review all the kings of Persia from Diochis to Yazdegerd the Third. I'm Serial and my pronouns are they them. And I'm Umberto, my pronouns are he him. So hello everybody and welcome to episode forty one. Can you believe we made it past the four decades? Well, yeah. Yes, I know. I know what you. That's how you make numbers, right? Yes, decades are numbers, it's fine, don't worry about it. But yeah, so we've just crested the darkest part of the Dark Ages, and we're slowly re-emerging into the light, so you can look forward to some small amount of detail today. Oh god, Isn't finally. that exciting? Yeah. But also, the very good hat, I promised. Yeah. I wasn't lying, I found the picture with the best picture of the hat, so I could... Make sure all of you saw it. It's a great hat. I, like, on one hand, I'm like, oh, let's go. It's a cool hat. <laughs> and on the other hand, I'm like, I cannot believe, like, how sad is it that the only thing that we have to look forward to in this episode is that there's a cool hat because there's not much more. <laughs> like, there's just nothing. Yeah. But the hat explains a lot of context, which is great. Huh. You didn't expect to carry so much out of a hat. I mean, if you do not have that many other things, you will take what you are given. Yeah, basically. Choosing we beggars have coins and, and some oblique references in texts. But hey, worse things have happened. All right, tell me. Okay, quick recap of what happened last time. Last time we had Orodes the first. He was son or brother of Gatarzes, so either mm-hmm. son or grandson of Mithridates the second. He. Mostly dealt with some internal troubles, while in the West, trouble was brewing with Rome. And then Orodes fought a civil war with Sinatruches and then lost. And Sinatruches became king of kings. So he's what we're covering today. We're going to see what he did and what his deal is. Yeah, we have the really short-lived dynasty of Mithridates the Great, right? Yeah. They're still members of the same dynasty, but yeah, distant cousins. It's, it's, you know, it's sad differences, but hey. So, okay, let's start with who is Sinatruches, where does he come from? Well, Sinatruches is the son of the other Mithridates, Mithridates I, the founder of the empire. And it looks like he was born sometime in 155, which means that by the time Mithridates I died, he was still a bit young, so... The throne passed to another brother, which was Phraates II, which you remember that also needed a regent. Hmm. So it's kind of weird. Why didn't Sinatruches succeed right there? Yeah. Some people say it's that he's actually a cousin and that doesn't count. Others say that maybe the nobility thought it might be more convenient to have somebody who is more easily manipulable. Regencies are always useful. Or maybe Ferratis II was just that much more capable as a young man, and they decided that, yeah, Sinatruches didn't really count. We can skip it. So yeah, so Sinatruches missed a bit of his early shot, and as his brother, Ferratis II, died, the nobility passed over him and appointed the different Artabanuses as heirs, and then eventually went to Mithridates II, which we saw did a great job, which was excellent, so hooray. There's also some suggestion that, you remember when all the wars with the nomads were going very poorly <laughs> under the Artabanuses and Ferratis II? Well, the suggestion is that Sinatruches was captured alive by the Saka and kept as a hostage. 
at the time. Because Siltrukis had a lot of close ties with the Saka, so it might be that maybe he grew up with them and got to know one of the chiefs, or important power players in the area. But yeah, so we get to the point of Mithridates II, and he dies in 91. So there's now an uncertainty over the succession, because Mithridates appointed Gatarzes to be his heir, but in the West, Mithridates III is rebelling, and Sinatruches sees his chance. He says, well, I should have been king like four kings ago. Mm. I think it's my time now. <laughs> Do, what are I you mean, doing? Like, aren't you a little bit nervous of, like, the moment you make that statement? Like, the fact that there's <laughs> been four kings within your lifetime, I, you, I... Like, I don't know if that's a good thing, you know. He is also quite old now. He's in his 60s by the time Mithridates II dies. Fair. So he's probably saying... But also... Gotarzes is like a young man. I'm experienced. I can do this. And like, most of his reign was covered by Mithridates II and then three bad rulers. So... Fair. You could say, I could be a new Mithridates, you know. Yeah. How hard could it be? I... I, yeah, no, I... Sure. Yeah. <laughs> How hard can it be, indeed? <laughs> How hard can it be to be a generation-defining, brilliant person that reforges an empire? Mm. Easy enough, I'm sure. Happens all the time. Yeah. So Sinatruchis decides to start a civil war against Gitarzis, but it doesn't look like it goes very well. Like, it doesn't go terribly, but not very well. Mm. Because... In the east of the empire, in the areas mainly inhabited by the Saka, we have lots of coins of Sinatruchis and not many of Gitarzis. So either Sinatruchis is going back and forth across the border in a semi-exile, keeping the spark alive, mm. or he basically has control of part of the empire and is biding his time for the correct moment. Also, like, I'm just thinking, I guess, like, once you put coins into circulation, they stay into circulation for a while, right? And they move around, like, that's just the thing that money does. You, you use it here, and then someone uses it in the village next door, and then this goes mm -hmm. there. And so, like, I mean, it's not like the coins are recalled when the ruler dies, right? Okay, it's a mixed thing. <laughs> Because in part, yes, they do just spread out, as you mentioned, you know, if I am the farmer that just wants to buy a new cow and I need to buy from a neighboring farmer, we don't care who's on the coin. It's just, yeah, whatever. You know, you might know that one coin is higher quality because it has more silver in it, for example. Like, mm -hmm. there are documents from the Age of Seleucus where it says, oh, I want 40 of these coins, the ones with the elephant on them. Yeah. Because those are the better coins. Right. When the ones that are actually more value. Yeah, but the other element is that sometimes if I am a king and there's a usurper, my legitimacy stems from the fact that everybody in the empire can see that I'm the only one that is in charge of printing coins. Sure, sure. Like what happens sometimes is that they just print over the old coins of the usurper. Oh. Just so you can say, no, this is so done. So they do, like, it, this is the and how would that work? Like, do we know? Like, would they just go to the cities and be like, everyone, bring your coins here, and we will give you the same value back, trust me? I mean, I think it's presumably sort of how it works nowadays, where if the coins enter the government system, they'll have a look at them and just phase out the old ones and put in new I ones. See. 
just so it's up to date and you can keep in mind who the king is. Like, I actually don't even know how it works nowadays. Like, for example, now in the United Kingdom, they've recently changed a monarch. Right. The idea is that whenever you go to a bank or to the government, they'll keep the old notes with the queen on them. And then when you get any money from the bank it or will be the new. government, and so slowly... it'll be the new ones with the king on right. them. So eventually they're phased out. Unless you, like, keep... Well, I mean, they changed... I remember when want, they changed the Euro bills as well. Yeah, exactly. They changed the colors a bit and the design. And so yeah, you, so could you can still, still find... use the old ones, yeah. but the new ones eventually become more common. Because yeah. the old ones are just phased out. Unless you... Yeah, like you said, unless you yeah, keep them. Yeah, if you them, want to store just, them or, or yeah. protect them, then yeah, fine. I mean, the way we find I sort see. of certain coins are people buried a bunch of coins in their garden because there was an invasion or whatever. Yeah. They want to come back for them. And they never did, and that's how you get a series of coins. Interesting. And or, or you banks put them don't exist when you at this point. You're bury just somebody. Them. Yeah. yeah, for example. Interesting. There are many ways coins can make their way around. But yeah, there we go. Okay, so you were saying there was like coins from a hundred. Yeah, so Sinatrukis seems to be in charge of a bit of the empire, at least for a while. Okay. So okay. For all the reign of Guitarzis, he is just one rebel amongst many. Nothing seems to suggest that he will win. But then we get to the year 80, when Herodes gets to the throne. So the old king dies, and Sinatrukis is still in charge. And by this point, he is getting into, like, 75 years old. He is a very old man. But he still bides his time. He waits until the situation is correct. And in 76, Sinatrukis manages to gather enough support among the Saka that he gathers a large army of these nomads and marches on west to take over the empire. For whatever reason, we're not sure, Orodes didn't manage to defend against this usurper, and he either died of natural causes and Sinatrukis just took over because he was the strongest candidate, or Orodes was defeated in battle and overthrown by Sinatrukis, who became the new king. So, hooray! At the tender age of 79, Sinatrukis is finally king oh. when he wanted to become king when he was 20. Follow your dreams, kids. <laughs> yes, it's never too late. You might have a nomad army and take the job of your dreams. You might have, you know, better dreams or more like self-preservation focused dreams <laughs> or, uh, I don't know, but like, eh. But now let's get to the hat. Let me describe yes. the hat, because it's an important part of his vibe. What is up with this hat? How is a hat <laughs> this important? I'm so confused. Yes, because the hat tells us that Sinatrukis is largely supported by the Saka. Uh-huh. Because he has the typical tiara that we've seen before. Fine. With the little pearls, like, on the sides and the ear cover things? Yeah. Yes, pearls at ear cover. But... Instead of having the sun on the ears, uh -huh. it has two horns. Oh, oh my god, really I know cool. the hat that you mean. You've yes. shown me this before. It's a well, good hat. like not on purpose, but like on like it wasn't one of the images for some other thing. Yeah, it was a reference. I love up. this. This is such a good hat. But not only that, it improves because it has like a mohawk of tiny golden stags on it. Because those are all strong. <gasps> right, I know symbols. where I've seen it. One of Morasulipur's... Yes, one of Morasulipur's reconstructions. Yes. So good. It's very good. It will be linked on the website. 
or you yes, know put, put up there you'll see it so the fact that he has all these strong Sokka imagery on his hat shows you that yeah that was his main base of support for getting to the throne and he is grateful enough to make <laughs> sure that everybody knows about it i love that this is essentially the sponsor on like a <laughs> A sports team uniform, you know, like sponsored by this particular brand. And you just put it like somewhere. Proudly supported by the Saka. On like someone's helmet or something. (laughs) Yes, that is exactly what is going on right now. Yep. Ah, good. The horns are so good. Like, you know, when people are like, oh, Vikings actually didn't have horns on their helmets. Like that is some imagery that got introduced later, whatever, blah, blah, blah. This, this guy did. Yeah, it did, because he could, so why not? And it's not like a battle helmet, it's a, you know... Yeah, it's, it's a ceremonial like a crown, helmet, right? You just, yeah. But you get to have a crown with horns? Come on. Ah, uh, good. And yeah, so it seems that he was very grateful to the Saka, and he settled them in Sakistan, which will become modern Sistan, as language morphs. And it seems that here, an important thing to remember is that... Sinatrukis gives the land in Sakistan as a fief to the Suren family. So you want to remember the Suren family because they are given the right, or it's, it's unsure how long they've had this right, but they're the ones that have the right to officially crown the king. So they're the ones that put the crown on your head and say, yes, you're the king. And for those of you reading ahead, if you know about Surena, he is the leader of the Suren family. All right, I haven't taken in notes in like the past... Generation. Three episodes, so give me a short minute. <laughs> Go for it. I am a bad student, everybody. <laughs> this is why official education systems and me do not mix well. Okay. Old man who lived during the reign of He was the, the son past. of Mithridates I and lived through the reigns of... One, two, three, four, five... Mithridates the first has been a while ago. Phraates, yeah, Artabanus, Artabanus, Mithridates, Gotarzes, Orodus. Yes. Yeah, like six kings. Yes. And he was born probably before Mithridates the first became king. So during the reign of Phraates the first. So he's been around for a while. Oh my god. Okay, what is the family that you were mentioning that I should remember? The Suren. It's spelled as you say it. Suren. Okay, got it. We may continue now. So this family is going to be important in the future because they are one of the seven powerful noble families in imitation of the old Achaemenid model. Oh, yeah. And they'll be around until the end of this podcast. Ah, oh, okay. So really powerful. They're an important family. Long-lasting. Yes, they even have their own separate kingdom at some point. I see. But not all is well in the West. A surprise. Things have changed because we've fast forwarded through late Republican Roman history. Sulla has become dictator of Rome and just died. That leaves a power vacuum in the Mediterranean. Wasn't the Republic all about not, you know, not having a dictator and having power spread on a council of voices? Well, he was a dictator. He gave up power. He was dictator to restore right, the right. republic. Right, right. It was like a unquote. military dictatorship because it's needed. And then yes, I will. And then I he promise, retired to an orgy palace. Pinky, pinky promise, I will no longer 
have power. Yes. But yeah, now he's dead. What's going on? Who's in charge in Rome? Well, he gave power up so that the council can, like, right? Yeah, the Senate should be yeah, able to rule. That's a... But while everybody is deciding what's going on, the rest of the Mediterranean has a moment to reassess the situation and figure out, okay, what's going on? How are we dealing with the situation? What are we doing about Rome? And we have that the king of Bithynia, which was a small Anatolian kingdom, and this guy was definitely a good friend of Caesar and some suggest a lover, uh-huh. although Caesar denied it fervently. Hmm. Coward. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> because some people gave Caesar the nickname of the Queen of Bithynia. Ah, I see. Who knows? But anyway, the king of Bithynia had left his kingdom in a will to Rome. Sort of like the king of Pergamon saying, please, we know you're going to conquer us anyway. Just don't hurt my people. We'll do a friendly shift in power. Yeah, exactly. We know it's going to happen. We're just, you know. (laughs) But at this point, Mithridates of Pontus, Patreon extra episode, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. (laughs) decided that, well, this was an illegitimate inheritance. It was taken from the king of Bithynia under duress. He was just threatened by the Romans, so Mm. it's not a legitimate inheritance. I'm going to take over the kingdom and give it to a proper Anatolian king. I mean, it's true. Yeah. Mm. But, like, also the kingdom decided to give itself up. Or, like, I guess the ruler at the time decided to give the kingdom up, right? Yeah, but he's saying, like, you know... They were blackmailed. I mean, they were forced. If I threaten right? you to sign a contract, yeah. then it's not valid. Shouldn't the king and the kingdom decide this? No, what are we? This is foolish. <laughs> the king died, by the way, but uh, the kingdom is... The, the kingdom is an abstract concept, and people don't vote. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> I love that it's like, shouldn't we ask, you know, the people involved in this decision? Nah, they don't know. No, don't be silly. <laughs> They Me, don't know what's best an for An outsider we do. will make the decision for them. Exactly. So, hooray, Mithridates invades the kingdom. And then he asks for help in starting the third Mithridatic War. He sends a letter to Tigranes the Great of Armenia. Other Patreon episode. <laughs> and he also sends a letter to Sinashrukis. Saying, hey, we're kicking Roman butt. Do you want help? Didn't we, we see this you something, last presumably. time? I am... Yes, it happened last king as well. Okay, I was like, am I, like, is this the same thing or am I just having deja vu? No, it's just, it's going to happen again. Don't worry. Do we also say no this time? Well, what do you think? What do you think Sinatrukis does? Does Sinatrukis care? <laughs> like, are the, the Romans and the, like, this conflict close to him at all? Not really. We don't have a border with yeah, the Yeah, no, Romans. then we're not going to get into a war. Why would we do that? Yeah. War is bad for, like, everyone involved Like, even if you win, it's, you know. Yeah. And if you remember, Sinatrukis is in his mid-80s right now. He spent most of his life fighting for the throne. He's tired. He just wants to enjoy it. He just wants to enjoy, yeah. He just (laughs) wants to sit back and say, okay, I have this throne. It took me a long time to get. Please just leave me alone. I love that. It's like... I want this throne. Oh, you want to rule? Like, you want to have an impact and, like, make the decisions that will move the kingdom throughout, like, you know, forward and progressively in the future and, like, have an impact on how the future lives of the people in this kingdom will... No, I just want to sit here and, like, you know, have a cool hat and eat good food 
and be able to call myself king. I mean, if you can, why not? And also, it seems like he was doing a reasonably good job because we don't get reports of civil wars under him. Like, there are no other pretenders. Yeah, like, I'm so being he's mean, doing obviously, right? but, like, it's very funny to me that some people want to rule, but they don't. They just want, you know... They just want the possibility. Like, it should rule. be a job, right? Yeah, but no. It's decided not to be. Oh, yeah. But also, yet another couple of more practical considerations, which make sense, because, first of all, Sinatruki's had just come out of a period of civil wars, so... What happens if he goes on the foreign war and loses? That's going to be a mess and it's going to throw the empire No, also, like, I, don't get me wrong. I think not interfering is the right choice. Yeah. Because why would you plunge your empire into, like, economic hell and, like, take lives of people who live there for, like, a conflict that is not yours? Yeah, exactly. Like, when I said war bad, like, war bad for many reasons, <laughs> but, like, it's, yes. it's just a bad economic decision in general. Yeah, no, it's rarely worth it. You only go to war if you really have to. Yeah, or if you're definitely sure you'll win. <laughs> yeah, if it's not that much of a risk. But yeah, and also Mithridates had lost twice against the Romans, so ah. maybe let's skip this. Yeah. And also, it would be bad if... Mithridates won the war because if he does then Armenia is just next door and is becoming powerful and if Armenia becomes more powerful then they might decide to attack Parthia again like they did a couple kings ago so all in all it's a lot wiser to just sit back look at how things are going and wait mm. and so he does that so Trukis spends a few years being quite peaceful no pretenders because apparently it looks like either Erodes had no children and no heirs to take up his cause, or nobody thought that they were worth supporting. Right. Everybody thought, okay, we've had a bit of civil war, let's not have second civil war, let's just relax. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, maybe they were too young, but like, Erodes didn't die that young, so if he had had children... Yeah, he was in like his 40s, presumably, so they he would, could have had like, children, yeah. but if he did. Yeah. yeah, either Sinatruki's killed them all when he took the throne, or nobody wanted to support them for power. Or they just like, you know, raised their or, hands. Yeah, or and they themselves like, yep, said, yeah, we're cool. fine, we're good. So, good mm. be. But yeah, so in 70 BC, we get that Sinatruki's died of old age at the age of 87, which is very impressive, even in the modern day. For that time, it's like, wow, good mm. job. And he managed to leave the throne to his son, Phraates III, without any other pretenders, so everything was nice and clean and stable. Love that. And we're out of the darkest bit of the Parthian Dark Age, because Phraates III actually has some Western sources talking about him. Hooray! Oh my god! Why don't we have Parthian sources, though? <laughs> because there's a dynasty after them, and they cancel their historical record. I hate that. Yeah. I see why it happens. I hate why it happens. The problem with oral sources is that they're easier to destroy. <laughs> I just... History is written by the winners, like, in the worst way possible. Yeah. I hate that we just, you know, it's so easy to just model the truth. Because, like, the what is the truth to begin with? It's just whatever people are writing and, like, it's never yeah. objective. And it's also, like... I mean, Darius the Great taught us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> truth is not objective. You can just write something on a mountain and be, like, historians for thousands of years will think, yeah, I'm low-key a little bit mad at finding out nowadays how easy it is to do that you don't even have to do a good job at it. 
Like, I feel like no, it's no, disrespectful no. to, <laughs> you know, the intelligence of humans. The fact that you don't even have to do a good job. You can just say something and, like, support it with no claims. And it, just by the fact that it has been said and it's out there, immediately, like, gains some sort of legitimacy. Because someone said it. So, you know, maybe it's true. We're not going to check. Yeah, I mean, you know... <laughs> Everybody has rumors. Rumors spread easily. Everybody knows the story about, oh, if you go behind the truck in the Pokemon game, you'll find Mew under it if you go at a certain hour, because my cousin's uncle's brother, who works at Nintendo, told him. Is that a thing? I had never heard that That was a life. thing, yes. Oh my Did god. Did you not know? Fake Pokemon it's, fan. It's a whole thing. Yes. Don't add me. <laughs> but, yeah. Ridiculous. Okay, so, so well, when did he die? In the year 70. Augustus is going to be born next year. 70 BC. BC. We are yes, we have not yet crossed getting the boundary. Close. Yes. We're going to go into single digit dates eventually. It won't last long, but it'll be a, a wild time. I think one of my favorite episodes is going to be there. So Oh, I'm excited. Okay. Well, well cool. Good job. Uh Sinatrucis. Yeah. Sinatrucis? Yes. What is pronunciation? It's complicated. Yeah, sorry. But yeah, so are you ready to rate him, Serial? Yeah, of course. Let's do it. Nice. So, our first category is Final Moments. How interesting was his death? Dying at the age of 87 after a lifetime spent chasing the throne. Uh, uh, that part is interesting. That, like, he died at such an old age and that we know. But apart yeah. from that... I mean, not many get to die of old age, as we have said before. Yeah, he died of old age in peace, and yeah. the past two kings died in a weird way, who knows? We don't really, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some points for that. It's not the most riveting death. No, because, I'm not going to run across the streets and yell. rarely are. Yeah. It would only be riveting if, like, the person had had a life full of almost death. Like, multiple assassination attempts and battles, yeah. and, like, just, we had the story of, like, yeah, this I person mean, could maybe. have died 80 times, but didn't. Yeah, we don't know with Sinatrukis. He spent a lot of time amongst the nomads fighting wars, yeah. so that is he fair. probably did something cool, but we don't know. So, I think I'm unsure if to give one or two points for this. I would go for two. Two? Yeah. Like, you know, long life and... Peaceful death, yeah. which is not very common. Yeah, I'll match your two. It's not like the previous ones where we were like, yeah, we don't know. They just fade away. At some point, they might have died, I guess, because that's what humans do. <laughs> so yeah, so I think it's an interesting death in the fact that he managed to be that old. So congratulations. Hmm. So yeah, two and a two? Yeah, I okay, agree. So with a two and a two, we get a two out of ten for final moments. Our next category is battle hardness. How good was he at war and fighting? Apparently good. So he did well enough to win a civil war or at least gain enough military advantage to take the throne. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty good. Yeah. We can also... Uh, it's sort of a mixed bag because he managed to survive 11 years under the reign of Gatarzes as a regional ruler. Yeah. You can see that in two ways. Either he was very capable surviving against the legitimate king with limited resources, 
or he wasn't very good at taking the throne from this other guy, so he just remained limited. It's sort of a mixed bag. You're not sure how to interpret that, because he keeps up a civil war for a long time. Yeah, if he had been really, really bad, he would have just lost and probably, like, died. Yeah. Because, like, if you are a usurper, then, like, the other guy will probably kill you. Oh, yeah, definitely. They're not going to just let you be there and be like, okay, promise not to do it again. Except if you are, oh my mm-hmm. god, what's his name? Demetrius? No. Oh, right, Demetrius, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Demetrius. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay. Yeah, so for the Civil War lasting for a long time, I guess you could give it as a merit. Again, he's not doing massive conquests or anything yeah. unbelievable, but I feel like I'm comfortable giving him a four. Because he lasted, he outlasted Gatarzes, managed to draw, at least with Gatarzes, and also take the throne. So I feel like four is fair. Although, uh, looking back at the other fours we've given, like Frati's the second got a four. Mm-hmm. And Darius the second got a four. Hmm. I don't know, I'm between a three and a four. I, I, yeah, I don't think it was that remarkable, right? Or at least, yeah. like, you know, we don't know. Because he probably, yeah. like, he was around for a long time, so he probably did well, right? He was military. Yeah, he did something. Yeah, I think accounting for the amount of detail, I'd go for a three. I'm reconsidering, so he'll be even with guitars. He's on my side. How about you, Sarah? Mm, a three sounds good, yeah. I wouldn't go for a four. Yeah, exactly. It's close, but... It was more of, like, deciding how low to go. Okay, so with a 3 and a 3, we get a 6 out of 20 for Battle Hardness. Next category is Scheminess. How good was he at plots and manipulations? Uh, Not that we know of. The only things that we know he did were diplomatic, and those don't really count as Scheminess, so I can't think of anything. Yeah, no. Yeah, I think I'm going to go for a 0. Are you matching? Yeah, I, this was not a schemey yeah. king. Okay, so with a zero and a zero, zero out of 20 for scheminess. Next category is shock factor. How shocking was this man? I mean, he lived a long time and he also got to be king like really, really late, which was interesting. Yeah, it's impressive that he started <laughs> a civil war in his 60s and then became king in his late yeah. 70s, which is Wild, powerful grandpa energy there. (laughs) (laughs) My god. He's one of those old people in anime that you know is obscenely powerful because he's gotten to be so old. Truly. But, yeah, so I think shocking, I guess it's shocking that he had, you know, the drive to just keep going constantly and do that. You could consider shocking, potentially, that he allied himself with the Sokka, who had until recently been powerful enemies of the Empire, and used them to get to the throne. That might be worth half a point. And otherwise, shock factor, not much. I'd say it's mostly in the rise to the throne that he gets any shock, but not. I don't think it's worth zero. I think it's worth, I'm hovering between a one and a two. Maybe a one, actually, because we don't really get much detail. But, uh, then I'd go I think for it's a worth two. Some, it's worth mentioning. Okay, fine. Because, you know. Yeah, sure, that works. So yeah, with a one and a two, we get a three out of 20 for shock factor. Our next category is Aaron Shine. How good was he for the Empire in general and Iran in particular? 
here, I think it's worth some points because... Okay, let's talk about his reign, then I'll make a different point later on for lowering his score. I see. So looking at his reign, he took the throne. He managed to stabilize the empire because there are no pretenders at the time around him. His succession is nice and clean and regulated. We love that. That's always good. Good points. He doesn't involve the empire into a damaging foreign war that would have been problematic to deal with in any case. Mm -hmm. And... Otherwise, the Empire's at peace during his reign. So that's good. I think that's, you know, he's compared to the Empire of his predecessor where there were rebellions and unsure successions and pretenders around. Yeah. I think he's improved it. On the downside, I'd say his pre-reign stuff because he is the reason his two predecessors were more unstable because he was one of the pretenders that were messing things up. Yeah. So how do you want to consider that? Because in his reign, as king, he is quite good. But he was also a pretender who messed up the line of succession for other people. And he fought a, a damaging civil war to become king. When, okay, when he could so, just left well um, enough alone. How did he, like, did he leave the empire better than he found it? He did, but he's sort of the reason he found it in a bad state. But is it better than before he messed it up? It is better. Than before he messed it better. up. Oh, better than before he messed it up. I mean, the problem is that before he messed it up was the end of Mithridates II's reign. That's a tough, that, yeah, it's tough, it's tough. So I think it's slightly worse than that. Would it have been better if he hadn't messed it up at all? Or would other people still have messed it up? <sighs> That's a, a fair question, because when Guitarzes succeeded... There was also another usurper in the yeah. West. Like he wasn't the only the one. Like it's not all so, his fault. So Sinotruchis isn't the only rebel. If Sinotruchis hadn't rebelled, would have somebody just taken his place? I don't mm. know. Yeah, yeah, we can't know that. <laughs> we can't know. But you know, the succession wasn't perfect after the death of Mithridates II. That's yeah. true. So things would but have how... gone downhill anyway. So I guess Somewhat, the question is like, yes. how close does he get at the end of his reign? to how it was when Mithridates II died. Okay, so let's look at the differences between death of Mithridates II and the end of his okay. reign. The main differences are that now Parthia doesn't have Armenia as a vassal and doesn't have the 70 valleys that Armenia took. That is the main sort of empirical on paper difference between the two. So, you know, it's slightly worse off, but not by much. I think you've sort of convinced me to aim for a four. What were you talking yourself into? Yeah, yeah. You know, like... You think a four as well? Yeah, because I, I like your reasoning. I think it, it's fair. Yeah, because it's like, oh, if we're blaming him because, like, oh, he also made things worse. or like, you know, that also counts towards the empire. Like, even if his reign was fine, they could have done without the instability. I'm like, well, how much of that is his fault, actually? Yeah. And how much did he make up for? I, I liked your reasoning. I thought it was a good uh, good line of thought. So, yeah, I'm going with a 4, and you're going for a 4 as well. So 4 and 4 gives us an 8 out of 20 for Aaron Shine. Makes him the fourth most Aaron Shine Yarsakid, which is yeah. good, I guess. Next category is Face of Faces. What do you think this man looks like? We know he has a good hat, but is there more? Well, I'll need a second... 
Okay, so Serial has finished their drawing. Let me pick it up and I will describe it to Listen, you all. Listen, we were here for one thing and one thing only. So... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. It's very strong. It is the most important thing. So what we have, dear listeners, are two hands reaching out and it says, At last! And the hands are reaching out towards a shining crown. It is glorious. It looks beautiful. It is the usual large Parthian tiara. It has pearls all across it. It has nice ear flaps. But most importantly, it has two huge, very impressive horns and some kick-ass stags, basically giving a mohawk to Sinatrukis because, yes, you might as well do this. Come on. It's excellent. So thank you very much, Serial. We needed more of this crown. More of this crown had to exist in the world. So if you listeners want to grace your lives with such a beautiful crown, you can look for it on our website, which is linked in the description, or on Serial's portrait gallery, which is also on our website. Or on the Discord now, right? Yes, if you are a patron, on the Discord. If you're not a patron... You can become Sorry. a patron and access the <laughs> You Discord. can just go to the website. It's fine. <laughs> yes. We're not keeping these from anybody. Nah. Okay, but so let me show Serial what he looked like. So Serial, here is what Sinatrukis looks like. Show me. Let me know. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh, this is it's so really cute. Good. How that the stags are represented. That's so fun. Yeah, horns from this perspective, not the best, but like... Oh, I love this. I'm so glad they got so much detail in a coin. Like, I, yeah, I this would is have the size of they would have just forfeited, you know, like, not, yeah. not even tried to draw the stacks, but, like, yeah, there they are. They're so cute. <laughs> so it's a profile looking to the left of a guy with, like, a more prominent hooked nose than our previous guy, which, like, makes sense, because he's descended from Mithridates the first, right? So... Yeah, he probably yeah. has the, the hooked nose, like inherited from from that side of the family, and mm-hmm. uh, with a more pointy beard, and uh, he has this cool hat with like eight stags on the top, four of them looking to one side, four of them looking to the other, and the horns. Yeah, they're pointing towards the middle. Yeah, it's really cool. I love this. Very funny, like. Not for, like, well, I guess. Like, it's just cute and, like, fun. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I'll give this... I never remember, like, what I gave other things, so I don't know. I'll give it a six. A six? You gave the last guy a six. Oh, no. Then I'll give it an eight. Because the stags are so Eight is what you gave Mithridates the Great. I'm... Yeah. I'm honestly so fond of the stags, I'm going to go for a nine. Good. That sounds perfect. Okay, so with an 8 and a 9, we get a 4.3 out of 5 for Face of Faces. Our next category is lengthiness. How long do you think this man reigned? Uh, 15 years. No, unfortunately, (laughs) this is the one time your powers aren't working. Because he reigned for only 6 years. Oh, wait, so he was like 80? He was a rebel for longer than he was. He was 87. No, he was 80, like, 81 when he got the throne? Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, I know he was old, but, like, probably in his 70s, right? Well, turns out... No. No. 
He oh started being a rebel 15 what years before. And then he was a rebel when he was like 65. And then eventually became king in 81. <laughs> what an OP grandpa. Like, I know. Just... He's great. So cool. So yeah, he ruled from 76 BC. Six years divided by 10. That's 0.6 out of 5 for lengthiness. Which brings us to the final score, which is a 23.9 out of 100, making him the fourth best Arsacid, and placing him just under Fraortes, but above Antiochus II. So he's in the did a reasonably good job club. I mean, he did do a reasonably good job. He also caused a lot of issues, but you know. Yeah, he's like, he's pretty good. Nothing incredible, but... (laughs) Is all right. Okay, but that leads us to the final question, which is to say, is he old man power enough, rebellious enough, great hat enough to be called a Shahanshah, or is he just a Shahanda? Honestly, I'm on the fence here because, like, it's such a random, like, <laughs> weird, interesting story. The whole fact of, like, he's lived through the past... Like, all of this dynasty empire. Yeah. Like, since the Parthians arrived, right? Yeah, basically. He's been there since before Parthia was an empire. And randomly, like, finally becomes king in, like, his old age. And so he's seen all of this happen, and he's, like, probably, you know, been involved in all of these battles and all of these, like, things, and finally gets to be king at the very end, just, like, just for his own, like, peace of mind. Yeah. Because it's not like he does anything life-changing once he has power. Yeah. I also feel that he would be, like, a good point-of-view character for an I, Claudius-style novel of the period. Yeah. Where he's just always in the background, living through stuff. I was just thinking of how, like, he lived a really long life through this period, which was really tumultuous and, like, lots of things happened. He just saw some stuff. He got to see a lot of stuff, and is interesting. The only issue with this is that it's the dark ages so we know nothing so we would just make up everything which is also good if you're writing a novel about it so please write a novel about sinatrukis you have a lot of freedom of action but yeah but then people are gonna think that's what happened and it didn't you can say it's a novel it says novel on the the front (laughs) (laughs) that's how books work it says novel on the front so i have many blank books that just say novel (laughs) But yeah, so I like the fact that he is an interesting person. He has an interesting story. Downside is we don't have enough detail to properly make it out. I'm also on the you fence. Know I, vote, I like it. I vote yes. I vote yes. Vote it's yes. cool story. I did not expect to give it to anybody in the Dark Ages, just simply because we do not have enough information. And so that doesn't make for a good enough, you know, interesting episode. But like, this was really cool. I'm... Hmm. Don't feel swayed, you know, like, if, if you do think, like, please I'm give on me the your fence, argument. But I, I'm, mostly the thing is that we don't really have the information, that I can't get away from that. He also didn't do that many cool things, right? It's just like, oh, this was interesting. I feel like he, he has a good life story, but we don't have much about that life story. I... We don't give this award to, like, the best king. Oh, no, like, no, that's not, not the point of it. This is the most interesting people. Yeah. Um, you know what? Fine. Let's go with it. Sinatrukis. 
Congratulations, my man. You are officially dubbed a Shahanshah. You can go Ooh, off into the amazing. Paradise Gardens, talk to Mithridates the Great, and tell him, sorry I extinguished your dynasty, but things are stable now. You're welcome. Also, I, I should have become king instead of I you. I appointed an heir, you know. Yeah, I appointed an heir that people didn't challenge. How about that? So, that's very cool. Congratulations to Natrukis. This actually makes him the lowest scores Shah and Shah that we have. Yeah. That's fair. Let's see what happens in the future if we have anybody able to challenge him and take the lowest power. How many Shahanshahs do we have and how many kings have we had? Uh, Like, we've had 41. Yes, we've had 41 kings. We have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 Shahanshahs with today. Oh, okay, okay. So more than a quarter. It's a reasonable proportion. We've had a good uh, amount of good Like 26 or 7% or 8 uh, yeah, about a quarter. Huh. And yeah, I think the... Oops. <laughs> the poltergeist oh, had some opinions about it. I'm leaving. <laughs> I can't believe these guys gave it Shahan Shah. Dang. Sorry, poltergeist. <laughs> this is a good blooper. Um, But yeah, I think there's one person I think I'm sort of partial to pulling back if we're ever on... Uneven numbers, but we'll get there when we get there. Good. In the meantime, congratulations, Sinatrukis. You've done a great job. Hooray. You're a Shah and Shah. Beep, boop, beep, boop. Yes. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> I, sorry. Celebratory robot noises. But yeah, so that brings us to the end of our episode. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll join us next time for Frati's the Third. We're slowly inching our way out of the Dark Ages. And if you've enjoyed this a lot and would like to support us and tune in for the extra episode we mentioned, please. We have a Patreon, join our Patreon. now. Yes, it is patreon.com forward slash so you think you can rule Persia. We have different tiers for all your choices. Join in and enjoy what we There's have no to way offer. You think. If you don't feel like supporting us monetarily, which is totally fine, but you like the podcast and you would like to help, maybe leave a review on your podcast app of choice because that helps other people find us and it's just kind of cool and we like reading what you have to say if you want to say anything. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I think that's all the bookkeeping we had. So without any further ado, we hope you have a great week and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Take care. Bye. Bye.